everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Fashion Grunge podcast. I'm Lauren. Hi, I'm Charles. Okay, you know, we're here. This is highly anticipated episode. I'm so excited that after this is 132, episode 132, we are finally diving into the 90s murky waters of made for TV movies. Um, and it's such a beautiful world to explore. <laughs> I mean, it really, really is. We are talking the infamous, the cult classic, the first one you should watch if you've never seen any, Mother May I Sleep With Danger. Yay! Starring, yay! Starring Tori Spelling, Ivan Sergei, and it's just, Lisa Baines is, would be the third person that they're like the main three of this. Yeah. This is... um. I feel like this is going to be peak uh, Fashion Grunge podcast. I feel like this may be our like highly rated episode, either good or bad. I, this is the Super Bowl. This is like this is the foundation. This is the Dianetics, if you will, <laughs> like of everything. Um, so I'm so excited to talk about this with you, Charles, because you have never seen it until I, this time. I have not. Um... Can I ask you first, are, what are you drinking? Um, because I usually don't have a drink when I'm podcasting, but I made an exception for, for this one. Okay, I have a Deer Park water bottle, okay. a Spindrift grapefruit, uh, uh, what do you call it, like sparkling water, and a fucking big-ass sugar-free can of Red Bull. Oh, <laughs> so, <nice. laughs> so I am not inebriated. I'm going to be like on 10. So what about you? What are you drinking? Um, I have a bottle of water and a bottle of fancy Italian wine called Pine Knot New Year. Ooh. Yeah nice so, so this is gonna be wild this exactly this is gonna be crazy i have i usually smoke most of the time my podcast uh newsflash i'm probably stony but i haven't been for the last month so yeah i had to be completely 100 percent sober and like ready to go for this because i just watched this this afternoon i mean i've obviously seen it before but <laughs> but i just watched this afternoon and i was like damn this is this is this is something. This is really, really something. <laughs> I <And> um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to find out your thoughts about this. I couldn't believe that I have gone almost 40 years without having this movie in my life. <laughs> yeah, like, it's pretty wild. Also, I have to say, I'm going to put a link in the notes, but this actually is on YouTube in full no commercials. So yes. thank God. So go out and watch that right now. I don't know if anyone's going to take it down or whatever, but go out and watch that right now. One note I have to a little bit of housekeeping before we get into it. Cause I always forget is we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash fashion grunge. We have like almost 80 episodes up there, mm -hmm. all of freaks and geeks, all of my so-called life, random movies, documentaries, 90 shit. Um, I'm going to do Buffy, literally our mm -hmm. last episode was four hours on part one of season three of Buffy. Yeah. So we're doing a lot over there. I took off last week because we did so much on Buffy, but I don't know what we're going to do next week. Probably another random movie or something, but October's also coming up too. So uh, follow us on Instagram. I'm going to post what we're going to cover. Uh, not the order, but like the selection of movies we're going to cover for October. So Yay. that's going to be really fun. So, okay, this movie's from 1996, a.k.a. the sweet spot of 
horrible, abusive relationship movies because Ugh. fear is also very similar to this. Fear being like literally one of my favorite movies of all time. It was, it, this was almost the exact same movie and, and I just didn't care. Like, right? <laughs> I, I was like from the door, from the axe in the door, from literally Gary, AKA Jackson in this movie. <laughs> we actually have like a holdover cast member. I would am dying to know if they just remade fear for like the TV. Yeah, like, I mean, it's basically what it is. <laughs> I think this is based on a novel, though. Yo, that's right. It's true. Yeah. So maybe fear is probably is. I don't even know if fear is based on a novel. I, if that I, would be I, considered. I believe. I can't be wrong. But I think fear is just like a like original screenplay. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. But how original can it be if this book existed? <laughs> I mean, someone probably read this book. Also, I have to say, as I'm watching it, I'm like. Uh, David McCall meet Kevin Shane. Kevin Shane meet <laughs> David McCall. Like you guys are literally the same down to the Pacific Northwest locale, down to the clothes, down to like everything. Um, and also surprisingly, this first premiered on NBC, the chant, like one of the major channels that we have in the States here uh, on September 30th, 1996. So we are literally right, right up oh, in there, wow. <laughs> right up in there directed by George Montesi. Okay. Um, first impressions fucking let me have it um wow i'm cracking i'm cracking um well um i um am i i know that um i'm going to make this mistake more than once by referring to the character of laurel as donna multiple times multiple (laughs) um i just i um i um just I, I felt like as as a, a, a villain, like I, I Ivan Sergei was just a little more terrifying. Like I mean, than Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, just because I, I mean, you know, just because he has this whole like d- desperate, you know, like homeless salesman like vibe about him when he's like. You know, when he's like getting in Donna's face and just be like, "Baby, I love you." you he know? really wants you to sign up for that long distance plan. <laughs> yeah, and he really wants you to have a drink. Just one more drink. Come on, just have one last drink with me. <laughs> also, I have to say, this really also unnerved me. Several scenes too, because this is in no way funny. Is that I'm watching the new Netflix Dahmer series, and oh. there are also so many parallels with him being like, "Don't leave me, don't leave me." That was another like common theme in yeah. like, the Dahmer situation um, so I was like god everything I'm watching right now is like folding in on itself it's really crazy yeah well all well the message I took away from this movie is don't fall in love ever ever <laughs> so, I like, mean and also I have so many questions on why there were so many women in Jeopardy movies like we will talk about other made for TV movies most likely on the Patreon uh, just because this is a really famous one but some of the more obscure, yeah. obscure ones I'll put on Patreon but I feel like there was something in the there was something with like showing women in peril and 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 always around abusive relationships like always around these like massive but like this one, I have to say, Mark Wahlberg, I mean, we're going to compare fear because they literally came out like at identical times and probably were filmed around the same time, too, that Mike, Mark Wahlberg in fear had like a period of like charm where he yes. was like wooing you and you like were really into him like that time that he popped o- away from that that pole in that uh, rave and okay, he just looks yeah. at her like yeah. there was always some kind of moment with like, 
okay yeah he's really hot i would totally do this <laughs> i feel like with shane a or kevin aka billy aka whatever you never got that like you were yeah. creeped out from moment one like when he yeah, opened true. the door you know um and even in the very beginning that beginning scene where you see um his i guess ex-girlfriend or like current girlfriend at the time like there was no charm in it he was very aggressive from the start i didn't find him like attractive i mean he is attractive he's also in jack and jill a show we just did on patreon which is so good it's a really really great show on the wb that was out for like two seasons with sarah paulson um which is really funny and amanda p and simon rex it's like a great show and jamie presley um but yeah i didn't have there was no like like how it was with Reese Witherspoon, where yeah. you could see how she would fall for him. Yeah, I hear what you mean. There was no like honeymoon period, you know? No, like, not at all. Um, it was, it was, it's just like you kind of, uh, it, 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 this isn't an, an accurate statement, but I feel like you only saw him from like the mother's per- perspective to a certain extent, you know? Or, yeah. or like, you know, and like, um, and Laurel's, not Donna, Laurel, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, you Whoa! Didn't really... <laughs> <laughs> because my name is lauren i hate any name that sounds almost like mine because it's not so i hate the name laura and i hate the name laurel it's just, people have mistakenly called me it, and i'm like that's not my name <laughs> i um i um have the opposite where people know my name and they take the liberty of calling me chuck oh chuck Which- which I feel is just like the name of like a sleazy '80s porn star who's wearing like you know like ten golden chains and they're just like nestled in like a nest of chest hair and he <laughs> licks his finger and w- w- wipes it on a woman's blouse and he's like, "Let's get you out of these wet clothes." <laughs> when you said a lot of gold chains nestled into like thick chest hair, the first place I went was Armand to the birdcage. <laughs> <laughs> Christine Baranski's like, look at all that hair. I, I definitely didn't go sleazy porn. And then I was like, okay, yeah, now I'm seeing like Seth Rogen and Pam and Tommy. Like, yeah. that's that's who I'm seeing now. <laughs> or like Ron Jeremy. Like someone mm. like weird like that. Like gross. That's so funny. So wait, it's why is it always Chuck? It's not Chip or Charlie. Um, some people call me Chaz. I'm, I'm, I'm just like, where Chaz. I'm like, where did you get that from? Uh, yeah, that's weird. What in God's name made made you think that made you think that it was okay to call me that? I know, <laughs> dude. Like, am I doing something Chaz like? <laughs> like, what's going on? Am I giving you Chaz hands? <laughs> Chaz hands. <laughs> so funny. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So you're still your first impressions. Oh right. Um. <laughs> um yeah this um this goes from like zero to 60 like pretty quickly um uh, yeah definitely well it starts at like about a 40 and then yeah. all of a sudden <laughs> we see like oh it's this cool little high school like you know dropping her off whatever and then it's like oh <laughs> like oh yeah. we're here and yeah i'm just like okay so he got away with murder somehow um <laughs> so many logistical questions that, that they can't fit into this like this is an hour and a half movie because there are some commercials it's supposed to be like a two-hour block yeah long where were the days where we would have only what is this only like fucking like half an hour in two hours of commercials now we have so many more commercials oh so for a two-hour time block do you not necessarily get an hour and a half of like screen time it, I I mean it, I don't 
I don't think, I think you get more, I think you get more ad breaks. I don't think you get such long snippets of time. I think you probably get like 10, maybe between 10 and like 13 minutes. And then there's usually, I'm just judging on Real Housewives because that's the only thing I really watch Uh on TV. I think they usually have commercials around like minute 12 or like 11. They have like 20 minutes of, of commercials at least, at least in an hour show. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. I was like, God, this is awful yeah it would be like it would be almost like about 45 minutes of commercials i feel like if it was an hour and a half or if it was two hours yeah it would have to be a little bit longer but yeah it's crazy i've I've, um so i've i've always sort of loved how like rocky horror picture show is like the type of movie that people like go to religiously you know and you know they like know the movie by heart and they like shout things out to to the screen mm-hmm. and as 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 i was watching this i was like why is this not this that same type of movie like <laughs> i think we will see i'm gonna do a poll um because i if you look through the youtube comments of this movie which i'll i'll link the actual link people are literally like i don't know about you but this is a comfort movie i put on every autumn <laughs> I was like <laughs> I was like, this is literally, this is, yeah, this, I, I see it. And I think for those who know, no. So <laughs> I feel like I'll do a poll because the fact that I got more responses announcing that we were going to do this movie than I do for like anything else we do. Oh, okay. Was really shocking and amazing too. We also have to do an episode of like 90210. Like, oh my God. I don't know if we should pick one because it literally has like 200 or 300 episodes. So we might do have you- to just pick Cocaine Kelly. Oh, oh my god! Snowbound. Uh, I, was, I, I, <laughs> I know the title. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I was thinking either Cooking Kelly or the Euphoria. Oh episode, yeah, there are like, so many. We see Brandon on on speed, and it's just like it's wonderful. Like, and somehow gets his license back. <laughs> like, and he's just so much more likable too. Like, oh my god! There, yeah, there actually are so many. We should just do a random one for Patreon, yeah, yeah. like a random episode, because it's just we can't cover it. We will literally be here until we're like ninety. If we were going to cover every episode, like, honestly. It, oh, but my God. It, it's, such a, it's a great show. It's hard enough trying to do Buffy. I'm just yeah. like, geez, I can't believe I got myself into this. Like, the, I don't know how we ended up recapping the first season in, like, an hour. I don't know what the fuck was <laughs> that was about. Second season was, like, you know, three hours. It was like, oh. no, we need to take four hours to talk about episodes one through 13. Because a lot <laughs> of shit happens when Faith gets there. Well- when we were record season one, didn't Mike have to like leave early, so we kind of had to like compress it and like go like kind of quickly? Yeah, maybe we did. We're gonna yeah. end up redoing that because I mean, yeah, we just probably will at some point <laughs> when there's nothing else to do. I also feel the same way about Dawson's Creek. I think we really rushed our Dawson's Creek, um, but we got a good overall of like seasons one through four. But I would like to go back and yeah. really talk about like. Uh, definitely seasons like one through four at some point so that's yeah, that'll happen later on in the pod uh, or on the patreon most likely um, but i can probably put up like half that dawson's creek episode now yeah so people but can hear not it. all of it because you're gonna m- make them beg for the rest yeah right <laughs> unless you want to pay five bucks a month where it's not that much but it's, <laughs> it's actually less than the cost of a cup of coffee now because it's- coffee <laughs> now is like fucking seven bucks so in throughout inflation the patreon has stayed the same it's, it has still been five bucks. It's actually extremely reasonable, and we're just delightful. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> um, okay, so is that all of your first impressions? Um, yes, so in conclusion, I thought this movie was glorious, and I um, I just don't understand why it's not shown to people who are, like, dying of cancer, because I honestly think that it could, like, 
work miracles. It can so, lift your spirits, <laughs> yes. especially seeing the end. <laughs> what happens or doesn't happen. <laughs> what you think happens that doesn't happen. Um, I have to say that I unfortunately did not see this movie in 1996. I would have been a mere 13. <laughs> um, I'm glad I didn't, but I did see it in college on Lifetime because oh, okay. Lifetime on Sundays in college was like a rite of passage. Like, Every Sunday, they always played all these old movies from like NBC, ABC, all these mm-hmm. made-for-TV movies. And on Sundays, like me and like most of my like roommates or like whoever, we would all be like, "Ooh, what's on?" So we would see like "Mother May I Sleep with Danger." I have a lot of questions about the title. I, there are so many different titles of different movies, and also there is an insane amount of these TV movies that are all done with cast members of Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Brian yeah. Austin Green is in a ton. Jenny Garth is in a ton. Tiffany oh, Everett Beeson's right. in a ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, well, I found out through an article on Thrillist that they were able to do a lot of these because they were shorter than feature films and because they were on yeah. 90210 and that was like so much of their time, these were way faster to do. And Tori Spelling actually said, like, I did as many as possible because it was like really cool to step out of Donna. You know, I'm yeah. Donna so yeah. long. So this is a way to do different stories and things like that. So kudos to Tori Spelling. I fucking love Tori Spelling. I She's she's so cool. I mean, like, she's she's she, so great. She, I feel like she gets a bad, she sort of, wasn't treated well in the 90s like no like yeah, she people were just sort of taking opportunities to like shit on her as m- m- much as they could and i just feel like it was a reputation that she didn't deserve because i i think she's like a she's like a perfectly fine actress yeah, and you know I mean, she's she's you know and she, she, she like has good 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 timing and she, she's like really funny so i mean yeah she is really funny so you know i mean it's it's just i mean you're obviously angry at like at like her father or something because this is like not about her so you know no. and I, I also mean, think that she's like one of the og nepo babies who, yeah. in, the, in the 90s who actually proved her worth like Absolutely. she wasn't someone who you're like oh your dad's the producer of the show so that's why you're on it because if she wasn't any good or if you weren't any good and you're a nepo baby you like would have been taken off <clears throat> randy spelling <laughs> so like he did some shit but he wasn't like a great actor he wasn't enough to carry like to keep on acting you know um so she really inhabited lots of roles and donna on 90210 like donna martin she had a lot of really intense character and like character arcs she wasn't this fluffy girl that a lot of people i think a lot of people have a wrong impression of 90210 i think people think it's like a night soap which it is it's very 90s it's super slow but all of the actors in that show i mean they're really heavy topics Mm -hmm. for the early 90s or like most of the decade i think it's like 90 to like 2000 and she definitely had a lot like she had the real this i also have to say this reminded me of her uh donna and ray's relationship in 90210 um which ray is played by jamie walters he's like physically abusive to her and it's um this did not have this was also really interestingly enough in uh an article i was reading they actually uh brought up gaslight which is the movie that we just did for backtrack on from the 40s and this is very much like a gaslighty type of movie it's very like psychological it's not as 
I mean, there is some physical violence that does happen a bit later, but this is very much like a an emotional manipulative relationship. This, yeah, it's it's sort of a slow burn for like the first hour until it's just it's kind of getting getting everything set up, mm-hmm. and then like once the, the like trap is sprung up, it's like you don't get a break until like the credits come. Yeah, so, it's great yeah, pacing. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great pacing too, which I really like. So I also said, yeah, it reminds me of Fear. Also reminds me of Cape Fear mm-hmm. uh, too, yeah. a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, I just wrote, can we talk about the title? Can we talk <laughs> about, like, how weird that it's called Mother May I Sleep With Danger? Like, she's asking her mom for permission. Um. Yeah, it, it sort of seems like a movie... That was like translated into like Russian and then retranslated back in, into English. Yeah, you know? it totally like, does. It's <laughs> like, how did you come up with this? Like, how? And and there also there's a little note about that. So I find that insanely interesting. So yeah, <laughs> that's all I have for my first impressions. Let's move on to behind the scenes. Yay! Did you get anything? There isn't a ton of these like there, 90s. Movies. I, I did find some stuff. Oh, um, cool! All right. So on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a um, there is no critic score, but it has an audience score of thirty seven percent. What? Uh, yeah, this version. Not, also, yeah. we forgot to mention that fucking James Franco ended up being in a twenty sixteen revival of this, which did not need to be revived. And Tori Spelling's in it, so is Ivan Sergei. It's not the same. Um, it was a Lifetime original, I think, at that point. Are you sure that 37% wasn't for the newer one? No, it was for the old one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, These obviously aren't people, 90s people like us, who would rate it higher. These are probably people who saw it now and are like, this is bad. And you're like, yeah, but it's great. (laughs) There's like, before I talk about a movie, I'm going to talk about how many degrees I have related to film. (laughs) Oh, yeah, fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off. Also, I do my own taxes. <laughs> God. Um, and um, I think that's it. <laughs> so that's all you got for, for yeah. that? Oh, shit. Okay. Um, well, I had just like on IMDb, this has a 4.8 out of 10, which is a crime. I'm like, what the fuck? The East German judge was wrong. Damn it. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) It's like, it's just like, so it's, it's really fucking nuts. It's really fucking nuts. I have to say that um, some of the little poll quotes that I found are from this big article on Thrillist, which I will put um, probably on the Fashion Grunge website, not on the actual podcast notes, but if you want to read kind of an interview with like Tori Spelling, uh, Ivan Sergei, the director, they all do a whole thing of like a whole oral history of it. I think it came out in 2016 when the newer one was coming out. Oh, so they talk about like them filming it. Um, Ivan Sergei has a really good quote. He says to play a character like that. The last thing I want to be thinking is I've got to play him crazy. I tried to figure out what's making him crazy. Is he in love? Is he hurt? It's a build your own backstory. I don't remember specifically what was going through my head, but I always tried to have something that makes the killer's actions justified to himself. That makes makes him feel like a normal person although anyone from the outside looking in can go that guy's a psycho so okay yeah so that so that's interesting how he how he kind of played that um it's really crazy too because um the 
one of the producers says they used to send dailies from Vancouver to LA to be developed and they were concerned that they'd be stopped in customs because somebody might have thought it was a porn or something. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, I find that like so crazy that they might have thought it was a porn. Um, they're just a lot of actually they're in three parts too of uh, this article. So like the first part is <laughs> part one, mother, may I sleep on Monday night? <laughs> Cause that's when it came out. That's when all these movies would come out on NBC. It was on Mondays. Okay. Um, part two is called mother. May I sleep in development? <laughs> um, part three is called mother. May I sleep in Vancouver? Um, which I thought was really funny. And then part four is mother. May I sleep with in, in with infamy mother. Ooh. May I sleep with my legacy? <laughs> and that's like the end of it. So each one of those has different, different topics. So, so yeah, it's really interesting. They talk about like how there were just tons of the reason why they really made a lot of these movies, which I thought was so, so like interesting and cool was that they really just wanted a change in programming on TV. Cause this is, I mean, I feel like I talk about this all the time, but if you've only listened to this episode, then you won't be bored. But back in the olden days when cable was still somewhat of a new thing was really expensive, especially things like HBO, like things that didn't have, um, what do you call it? Like commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, those, I mean, I remember HBO being like, I remember one person on my block having HBO in like 1990 something. And it was a big deal. Yeah. And like, it wasn't, it wasn't like always as like revered as it is now. It was like some janky ass, like pay-per-view stuff. And, you know, like, you know, it was like before the Sopranos and. Oh, way before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was just like a place for boxing matches. Yeah. Yeah. Like where you would pay to see like Mike Tyson fight, like in Vegas for like 70 bucks. Like it, it was like crazy. Yeah, or... and you, you could watch the Christian Slater movie Cups before it was released on VHS. Oh, yeah. You know? like... That's also another thing because it took a literal year for things to be released when they came out of the theater. Yeah. So you would have to wait so, so long if you wanted to watch it again or rent it again or whatever. We were really moving at a snail's pace, and I feel like society was way... I don't want to say better because better worse is like subjective, but I feel like we appreciated things more because we could sit with it. Mm-hmm. And now th- things just move so fast. Like I-, I was just telling you about how I was watching this Dahmer thing and I'm like, everyone's talking. It's almost like even when I watch uh, certain shows, like I feel like I have to watch it now because I interact on Twitter. And if I don't watch it now, I'm going to be ruined. Like yeah. someone's going to tell me that's how people are like with um, game of Thrones or I'm watching the old game of Thrones now, but like the house of the dragon, mm-hmm. like it's so, I see people like tweeting different things and they're like, spoiler alert. I'm like, not everybody watches at, maybe some people want to wait until all of the episodes are out so they can just binge it on a weekend. Yeah. So, but you have people always saying like, Oh, I can't believe this happened. And Ooh, this person died and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, God, you're just, everyone's just ruining everything for everyone. It's just, yeah, yeah. that's kind of a downside of now. Yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I feel like we have um, like a lot more um, like uh, there's a word for it. I can't remember it because I've been drinking wine, but um, um this will be like, good. Uh, like uh, like gratification de- delays mm-hmm. delaying it. Gratif- that makes sense. Okay, you know, and um, you know, I don't know. I feel like we were just not more patient, but we just had to, you know, like you know, you you have having to wait eight months for a movie to come out on VHS made you a stronger person. <laughs> yeah, it totally so. did. It made you appreciate it when you got it. Too. Exactly. You're like, oh my god, cool. 
Um, so another thing which was really interesting too was that they said that Tori Spelling was a huge deal and it's a big reason why these movies did well because they were up against Monday Night Football. So they were oh. up against like, which is still a thing. So they were up against like two different, you know, they're two different dueling kind of channels and two times they actually beat them oh. like in different films. So this one says like, um, this article also says like, they had so many people like Ryan Reynolds, Toby Maguire, Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank is in one of my favorite ones called um, Dying to Belong with Jenna Von Oy. It's about like a sorority. Um, Mark Paul Gossler is also in that one. Uh, Born into Exile is another one of my favorite ones with Mark Paul Gossler and uh, Talia Shire. Um, it's oh, another. Great. Oh, it's so good. It's like these two kids who run away to L.A. and like they live on the streets and it's like, a, yeah, it's really good. Um, Michelle Williams, Amy Smart, Portia de Rossi, Julia Stiles and Christian Bale was in an early one that they that this team produced in like the late 80s. Like they used to have mini series too. like this was also kind of like the beginning of. You know, like this one and all these producers uh, take different things. One of one guy says, we weren't looking for Emmys. We were looking for numbers, <laughs> which is really cool. And then an, another producer says, this was at the point where television was starting to feel cluttered and more competitive. There were more networks. Cable was maturing. It was becoming more difficult to get your movie to stand out. So you did that by being provocative with the subject matter the casting, or in this case, the title. <laughs> Tori Spelling has an amazing quote saying, she says, quote, I was like, oh my gosh, please let this be good because based on the title alone, I have to do this movie. <laughs> so I thought that's so cool. Um, so someone else said it was like the Sharknado of its day. The title really <laughs> did all the heavy lifting. So Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and, and the last quote I'll say before we move on uh, to fashion is Tori says, the title was so bad it was good. I thought probably the title of this movie will haunt me for the rest of my career, and it has. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really cool i'll link the article it's really long it's really interesting kind of finding out about these backstories but this is probably the most culty uh of all of the 90s made in tv movies like this is like the one this is the dianetics as i as i said yeah. earlier <laughs> i hope i don't get like you know offend people with that but you know if, if you happen to be a scientologist but but yeah i mean it, it's the foundation it's like what everything else is compared to forever <laughs> So, yeah, they still make Lifetime movies. I catch them on occasion, but I mean, now they're very like they're more sexual now. Yeah. And they're also more like uh, there also are a lot of like underage relationships in the ones in the 90s, like mm -hmm. kind of Lolita ish, like older man uh, takes off with babysitter or yeah. like stuff like sleeps with mom's boyfriend and she's definitely like 16 um like stuff like that that was definitely like not i mean it still was illegal but it was a more acceptable theme i guess for there was tv there was one that was i saw during college that had victoria principal and the and the guy who was married to natalie wood slash killed her robert wagner yeah Ooh, robert wagner yeah um, and like, allegedly, alleged, alleged, allegedly, 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 but you know, she wouldn't go near the water unless she was forced. Um, so anyway. uh, yeah, and she had some bruises on her body and allegedly Christian, Christopher Walken was there that night too. Yes. We need um, to find out. <laughs> but it, I think it was called like abduction or something. I'm and, looking this up right now. And it was about a, 
um, marriage that sort of went sour. And um, Victoria Principal played the wife, obviously. And um, like it sort of got like more like hostile. And like the husband was a police officer and just kind of got more crazy until finally oh. he just kidnapped her and like um took her on the the road and there was a like amazing scene where she finally is able to get away and get help when she, they're like at when he sort of trusts her enough to sort of take her out to dinner and um they start having some wine they start laughing and she goes ha ah! and um she um says oh my gosh i'm going to pee myself and he's he's like seriously he's like yeah and um, she's just like, all right, go to the bathroom. She's like, really? I'll, I'll, be, I'll be right back. And she's just like walking away. And she's all loopy. And then she turns to, to, to the waitress and her face gets really serious. And she's like, look, I've been kidnapped. Call the police right now. Point oh my your God. way to the bathroom and call the police. <laughs> just oh, my God. Yeah, oh, it's Robert. It's Robert. I, I see it here. The abduction. Robert Hayes. Oh, it, okay. Is in okay. it too. I don't know if that. Wait, right, well, this one says it's called Sparks, and then this one says it's called Abduction. So I have no idea huh. which which one it is. But yeah, right. it, it says the Abduction if you if you look at it on okay. um, Google. Yeah, well, it says Sparks. Huh. No, this is different. Okay, the, pr- the Price of Passion. This is Victoria Principal <laughs> and Ted Wass, who's the dad in Blossom. There are so many. I think they interchange titles too. But yeah, I see the abduction there too. It's All like right. yeah, it's kind of crazy. All right. So I guess it wasn't Robert Wagner. Sorry, Robert Wagner. But Robert Wagner is in a movie with Victoria Principal called Dancing in the Dark. Oh, okay, <laughs> so awesome. they actually are in a movie <laughs> together. So there are tons. I feel like I need to do a whole like. There needs to be like a. There probably could be an entire podcast that just discusses. Uh, there probably is one, uh, honestly, that just does made for TV movies because there's I, so um, many. I believe there is. I believe it's called Mother May I Sleep with Podcast. Oh fuck, you're right. Oh shit. I I mean, I'm glad I didn't listen to it because it hasn't informed what we're gonna say, which is good. But yeah, you're right. I remember that. So that one is discussing TV movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh fuck. Well, we need to have. I mean, we need to have like a conversation with them once we get more episodes under our belt. Yeah, of doing these because yeah i really want to know since they're like experts at it that'd be (laughs) cool okay cool well let's move on to fashion since we're 33 minutes in and we haven't even talked about what the fuck happens in this movie trish keating is the costume designer so yeah i thought it was cool what do you what do you think what are your highlights um okay so um i um i um love um what was the name of the first victim aaron Um, Aaron. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I love what she's wearing in like the very first scene. I just mm-hmm. love like the, I just love the contrast of like y- y- yellow and dark blue. Yeah. Um, I wrote Kelly Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is so Kelly Taylor. Like, and um, I was like a little confused. Cause I, I, I guess like they had been going out and she had kind of told him he, she wanted to like see other people. And like, she was starting to like, move on she got gets dropped off by this like cute guy named like you know um you know some guy whose name will come up later no well kevin shane oh yeah him yeah um, and then i guess like and and then i, I guess billy just kind of like stops trying to like hey um <laughs> billy is like all the thing about billy too and i have to say throughout this whole movie which we'll, we'll get into when we get into like more of the meat of the story is that it's told in a lot of like povs a lot of like point of views almost like they do the halloweens like michael myers yeah yeah sometimes you're in their their eyes sometimes you're in someone else's 
like you don't really know everyone you're in but i think in the very beginning you're in billy you're in billy's mind because you see her get dropped off and then they the way they they like reveal him is really weird too Mm -hmm. like the way that they like show his feet you know and then they show his back and they show the back of his head and then you like see his face and you're like yeah and he's just he's he's just kind of like washing her like a cougar you know Mm -hmm. like you know just just like the way it cougar stalks a mountain goat um like a velociraptor (laughs) um but um yeah so um, i love that and then oh wait um, side note do you know that peacock has an extended version of the new jurassic world really yeah apparently it's like 30 minutes longer i was like jesus like wow seriously (laughs) yeah that's i keep seeing it i have paramount or whatever not paramount peacock until like in three more days and i'm like I should watch this. I kind of want to know what they're going to do. Like, cause it was a yeah. good, decent movie. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, uh, in terms of Jurassic Park movies, I had it as like my number four. Oh, that's, like, that's pretty good. Like four out of six. Anyway. I really like the first Jurassic world. Oh, like, no, I, too. yeah. Like I really like that one. And I mean, I love Jurassic Park three. <laughs> like, oh I, yeah. Like oh, it's Sandra so Nivola. <laughs> oh, I'm so now hot. stealing the eggs. I mean, I can't with the fucking uh, parasail or whatever yeah, he's doing. Like, uh, yeah, I know. And he's just he's like covered in bumps and bruises and bleeding from the face, and it's just like you know. I like him and Doctor Grant's relationship. I know it's very like it's very like you've been a naughty student. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> there, but they're like We're, we won't go there yet. <laughs> but it's like he did it on purpose because he knew he would get found out. I know. <laughs> okay, we went to like a really weird area. <laughs> Back to the fashion of this fucking horrible, um, like, like huge red flag matador triggering movie. <laughs> like, this is avoid these men at all costs. If a man is too good looking, he's probably insane. This is yeah. the this is the main the main um, takeaway. Here. Well, speaking of red flags, I, I, I like the red dress that Donna is wearing. Yeah, and like the next scene when she brings uh kevin shane to dinner mm-hmm. to, to meet mom um and it has like that like floral print on it i like her shoes um, too yeah I do too. she has like cool red shoes um and i'm trying to think um and then um there's a scene where like donna's wearing like this donna we're just gonna call her donna <laughs> Totally gonna just call her Donna. You, you, you made your bed, Donna. Now you're gonna lie in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, she graduated. Exactly. <laughs> She's in college. Two, four, six, eight. Let Don- Donna graduate. graduate. Two, four, six, eight. Let Donna graduate. Anyway, um, so there's a scene where like Donna's wearing like this like denim jacket, sort of like a rose shirt. I think it's like around the time that he takes her out to the cabin rose you're totally drunk on wine right now <laughs> she's wearing a rose shirt yeah it's it's, it's pink yeah. yeah yeah it's mauve yeah mauve <laughs> yeah um and then um i love like her mom's outfit for like the final act of the movie where she's wearing like that great trench coat and that like really great scarf and she's like wearing a white blouse and khakis and um, and, and um, it's just I, I was like, God, I love that outfit. <laughs> yeah, I wrote very like Mel Street, Meryl Streep. I mean, yeah, uh, felt something that she would wear. It's very like Meryl and like Kramer versus Kramer. Yes, I wrote Mom's <laughs> rescue outfit, town and country. <laughs> yeah, um, 
And then um, I also really love that sweater that she's wearing for like the for like when it like all goes down, like the axe on the door mm-hmm. and then the dock and the water and the Kevin jumping out of the way anyway. But yeah, I wrote very Golden Girls. Was my was my reference there. <laughs> it was very Sophia <laughs> with the like white shirt underneath it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was good. Um, what about you? Okay, well, I took a different approach, and for some reason, I wrote down a lot of notes about Billy, a.k.a. Kevin Shane's outfits. Um, A.k.a. Preston? (laughs) Yes. um, I... Oh, that's right, Preston's at the end. I really like his denim jacket in the beginning. The way that it has that perfect, like, lived-in, boxy feel it's very 90s it's like the perfect denim jacket yeah and he looks great in olive and they put mm-hmm. him in olive quite a lot like he has like a faded olive shirt underneath that that, um, that jacket looks great yeah he does that jacket looks really comfortable too like, yeah it, it does it's like perfectly like... lived in yeah exactly it's basically almost exactly how they dress mark Wahlberg in fear I know. Like they put him in lots of sweaters. Although I have to say, Ivan Sergey, I know firstly from Jack and Jill. So I, I'm glad that my first impression of him is not this sociopath like serial killer. <laughs> yeah. It's like this really funny, like next door neighbor, like really cute, and he's really tall, so he looks good in like a lot. Yeah. And um, especially like on camera and everything. He just like I I just I love his face. I think he just has such an oh I fucking forgot that he's in the opposite of sex. Oh yeah, Christina Ricci. Oh my god, yeah. So I know him from that too. But I think he just has such an interesting look. I just love Mm. his face. I think he just like. But I like that he's so mean in this that I don't find him attractive in it. Like I'm way more freaked out. Um, but I definitely found Mark Wahlberg incredibly like scarily attractive. Well, I I did too. (laughs) And it's really funny. I posted a scene on TikTok from Fear, and it was like when they first talk at that rave, and he like pops from behind that pole, and he's like, "Hey." And and so many people are like, I turned this off. I turned this movie off right after the the um, what do you call it the roller coaster scene, and I just pretend they live happily ever after. <laughs> I was like, yeah, right. I was like, if only there actually were several lines that I wrote down that were actually in fear as well. I was like, occasionally, okay. yeah. I was like, they got the same script. He says we have all the time in the world. He says that, um, oh, which wow. really triggered me. I was like, oh, it's scary that I know fear this well. <laughs> I can literally like pick up when they're saying stuff it's kind of nuts um i also love laurel's like and the when you first see her uh her denim shirt and jacket and i was like wondering if it was billy's but then i realized it's too small for it to be billy's like it's too fitted but i did like Ooh. it uh when she first dyes her hair blonde she has on this like really cool blue floral dress at the bar it's one yes. of those like long it's like a long floral dress it has short sleeves i really like that i had a dress similar to that another note billy looks great in olive sweaters Mm-hmm. um another great look she has is she has a denim vest and like a bright lime green shirt on underneath it i think it's at the cabin okay when she when she's going to leave and she has khakis on uh laurel does and yeah everything else i had was just like yours mom's rescue outfit sophia golden girl sweater and then the last one was preston's like long hair motorcycle jacket and his like okay. new persona <laughs> <laughs> that was my that was my other one so yeah that's all Ooh. i have for fashion spooky um, spooky what spooky spooky i know, you know right yeah this movie reminds me of this uh serial killer named john list who oh god like 
and so he the Stommer shit it's more they talked about ed game in the last episode i was like i can't with this this is too much who's this but, guy i don't know this okay. guy well okay so i don't know if you could technically call it he's not, i don't know if he's technically a serial killer but he murdered his entire family and oh, Jesus. then he basically disappeared and like they then, never found him well they did and he had basically started a new new family <gasps> And so he was basically was he was basically erased the old one and was starting from scratch. <laughs> like, but that the second family was like fine. Yeah, like he didn't yeah. kill them or anything. Yeah. How yeah. did they find him? Um. So I think they had they had like a uh I think they had like one of those artists who like specialized like age enhancement photos. Oh. And wow. He made a um because I th- I think the original murders took place in like the late sixties or early seventies. And so Damn. then this like art artist basically like uh age aged him, um you know like almost tw- tw- twenty years and they show the photo on like America's most most wanted, and it was like almost i it was almost like identically perfect to like what the actual John List looked like and wow. they, they like caught him so like yeah. Damn, that's yeah. crazy. I know, I know. Um. And there's also a movie called The Stepfather that is sort of based on him, where this guy basically murders his family and starts over. <laughs> and so, oh my. wait, that's but, the one with Vince Vaughn. Uh, the one I, I I think there are a couple versions. I think there's one with like Terry O'Quinn from like the guy from Lost, and then but I think there's also like a modern remake. Like, wait, there's also one with um the guy from Nip Tuck. Oh, okay. Isn't okay. there one with the guy from Nip Tuck? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Who's like, um, who does the same thing? Mm-hmm. Or it's like, oh my god, I have to find this out now. The stepfather, what's his name? His name is Dylan Neal. Um, I'm pretty sure he's in a movie like that. Not Dylan Neal. Dylan, fuck, what's that Dil- guy's name? Is Walsh. It- oh, Baker, okay. Dylan Walsh, oh. yeah. It's called The Stepfather. Penn Badgley's in it, and so is Amber Heard. I knew I'd seen oh. this movie. Yeah, oh my. it's from 2009, <laughs> and Celia Ward, I believe, is the mom, and like he marries her, and I think Penn Badgley is like the son of Celia Ward, and he's the one that suspects Ooh. like that this guy is something up, and I think that's yeah. what, yeah, that's what happens. Okay, yeah. cool. It's it's anyway. actually from 2009. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually a decent movie. <laughs> I have to say. Nice. <laughs> Um, okay, so music. I only have two notes here. Holly McNarland, the song is called Stormy. That's the first scene when he kills uh, Aaron okay. in the house. I also wrote for Aaron that she had a really tired... Uh, this has to have been a nod to Scream because it was a very Casey Becker wig. Yeah. <laughs> is, is what I thought. Um, and then Rhymes with Orange is actually a band, a real band that was playing in the club. The song is called I Believe and it was featured on the soundtrack. Okay. That they had for this movie. So yeah, I, those are the only two music notes I had. I have to say, the, I mean, the name Casey McNarland is kind of awesome. Oh like, no, Holly. Holly oh, McNarland. Holly. Yeah. Oh yeah, but Casey McNarland is actually pretty cool. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, to have your last name be McNarland is like, <laughs> that's, cool. like that's like incredible. Yeah, it is really <laughs> like, cool. McNarland. <laughs> oh god. Alright, let's get into this fucking meat. I have like two pages okay. of notes here. Okay. What is your, like, my first note is that Casey Becker wig, and I can't believe he killed her with a cutting board, hitting her two times. Um, um, what is your first? What's your first note? Jeez. Um, my first is um, 
Kevin may be a little obsessive. Boundary issues? Question mark. I mean, yeah, that's what the movie should have been called. Boundary issues. <laughs> that actually would have been a way better title. Um, but um, I I, I know it. And um, I'd say I was I was in love with this with this mom's apartment like so much. Oh my god! Like, Can we talk about the real estate in this entire the cabin? I was also in love with. Oh my god, the cabin was incredible, amazing. <laughs> and he was like, "You don't like the color? I can drywall it." I was like, "Drywall a log cabin? Are we crazy? <laughs> no." <laughs> and can you do that? Because that makes you a little more attractive if you can like, like drywall this cabin. <laughs> I was like, did they ever tell us what the mom did? Because she has to be a lawyer, right? Or she has. She's she has a jaguar. She's rich. Yeah, or, and she's I'm, flying to Colorado on like a whim. I mean, <laughs> and she's getting paged in '96. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, she she I, she's either a lawyer or a divorce settlement. You know, well, saying. the dad died. Didn't they divorce? Oh. And then the dad died. Like she said, like two years after they divorced. Yeah, so possibly, right. yeah. No, remember when they did the takeout food? She was like, "Well, I never had a chance to cook." Also, that was one of the funniest scenes when the mom just throws all of the like containers just into the kitchen. <laughs> like she didn't throw them into the trash. Like he's knocking <laughs> on the door, and she's so paranoid. She literally like chucks. I'm gonna find this and clip it and put it on TikTok or whatever. <laughs> she just literally chucks it over when they're trying to get ready for him at the door. Oh my god, he's at the door, and they like she just throws these pat like these boxes just like. <laughs> into the void like on the floor i was like this is insanity it's kind of funny yeah but yeah she said you know i don't i didn't have a chance to cook because i was like a working mom single and working i didn't have time to like learn to cook or something yeah it's just kind of funny so she's making up for lost time Hmm. i also wrote who plates takeout food do you do that no yeah, I don't do that. yeah i eat it out of the fucking container I mean, that, that, that's where it tastes best. Yeah. Like, Who's doing all that? And not to mention, hello, people know when it's not your cooking. I mean, I mean it's so obvious. It's, it's yes. very obvious. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, so I also kind of love the scene where, like, uh, where, like, Dawn is, like, at, at the bar. And she's, like, talking with her friends. And you just see, like, this, like, POV shot of Billy like in the parking lot destroying that guy's scooter. Oh yeah, just like <laughs> kicking it completely, and we never see anything else about it. Yeah, I was like, so was it not his? Like, I mean, yeah, I was like, so you're watching her, like, but then don't we see him later on on the bike? Yeah, with yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. continuity. And yeah, and, and it's like perfectly fine. Yeah, it's, and it looked like it was a different one. Yeah, so maybe he just did the wrong one. <laughs> Some waitress comes out of the bar at like three in the morning. You know, she's like, "What the fuck? What did I do? How am I going to get home now?" <laughs> I know, right? Like, I was actually slightly, like, somewhat disappointed to know that Jackson, who his name was Jax, who's her friend, literally played by Todd Caldicott, who was also in Fear, playing the literal exact character <laughs> like the same movie and the same character he was reese witherspoon's friend who got killed by david mccall in this one but in this version because it's on tv he just got shoved in the bathroom like, yes he just got shoved <laughs> and knocked down in the bathroom but literally he had like almost the exact same vibe although he was in a band in this one he so, was a bit cooler so i sort of so in fear i sort of read his character as being like 
the the like friend who's always been there been waiting for you know like um you know like you know you know like reese to like become single mm-hmm. so he, he can make his move but i don't know if that was accurate because um because like I, i've heard some people say oh maybe he was gay but they just kind of alluded to it. anyway but like i sort of got the same vibe from like this character too like how he he, he was just sort of like waiting in in, in the wings you he know? was waiting in the wings but he actually made his his feelings more known yes because i think several times he would say like no no my band's playing it's not a date or anything like he was yeah. trying to make it clear but he i he did like her and then that's when she was like oh i'm dating this great guy i just started dating <laughs> this great guy and he's like oh but they tried to make him a little bit cooler now he's actually a uh herbalist <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> so he left the acting world and now he's an herbalist, which I thought was really funny. I mean, probably a smart choice. Yeah, it's yeah. probably not a bad idea. <laughs> and also I wrote, oh my God, the Jared Leto lookalike from Fear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, he was like a, a poor man's Jared Leto at the time, a, like a, a 90s version because they look very similar. Um, <laughs> so I love the scene when, um, when, uh, when um, which I titled Maud Does Some Snooping. Um, Ooh, she's a detective, isn't she? She she like went to the docks and was like talking to her friends and like you know pulling articles out of the library from like the dusty section. You like the <laughs> microfiche? She's, <laughs> she's like she's like out out. So wait, how is she working? She's flying to Colorado. Like she's out here. She's she, not even thinking about work. She she apparently is so successful. She doesn't have to work anymore. Yeah, like, I think so. <laughs> she i mean she i mean she's clearly in management so yeah she has to be i mean she's a she's an executive woman of the 90s she is a bitch on wheels proud of it (laughs) she was doing fucking spinning out driving to that cabin i was like this mom is driving like a bat out of fucking hell she was like lie when she was like making that turn i was like this is your cabin you know where the turn is why are you like making it so short and like spitting out on the gravel it's not like it's going to like you know like blink out of time and existence or anything (laughs) yeah it's still there and this is really secluded how the fuck did he know i know how to get there that was my other question there were Um, a lot of weird things we were just supposed to accept (laughs) i guess so I have to say, I actually thought I actually thought Don looked r- really good as a br- brunette. Like, I love that she's officially Donna. <laughs> like, she's not Laurel. She's literally Donna. I love it. She did. She actually did. I that must yeah. have been. Wait, do you think that was a wig? Or was it? Didn't she have like reddish brown hair in Nine Hundred Two One Zero at some point? I don't remember. I know she was um, blonde. I know she had red hair. Yes, I don't. At, at some point, this is this is why I I, I need to rewatch Nine Two One Zero. But when I think no, about I it, actually doing, I'm just like, oh god. I'm literally <laughs> in the middle of game. Not in the middle of Game of Thrones. I'm on what season two, episode nine. I'm about to start, and I was oh. already kind of. I was already kind of like, let's do this. Okay, let's. Do, are you ready? Oh, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. Eight up, eight yeah. seasons. Fuck, let's go. Let's go. So yeah. now I'm like it's slowly i mean i i still find it interesting i just watch like one or two a day if i can mm-hmm. so i still find it really interesting but now i when i see at the end of the episode when they show like the preview they're like war is coming 
two episodes left. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go, Stannis. Let's fucking go. We better get rid of Joffrey now. I can't stand another minute of him. I'm literally so fucking rageful. Like, I, I Stannis is. Stannis is so hot in like his war gear. Like, Ro- I like Rob. Rob is my uh, he's my go to at this point. Um, yeah, but but the cool thing about Game of Thrones is episode nine is like the actual season finale. That's when all the big stuff happens. That's when like oh, Ned nice. died, and then like oh yeah yeah in season one yeah 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 and and, th- and then like season ten is like the first episode of like next season. So yeah, it like but, sets up the next yeah. yeah the next season. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to war coming. <laughs> yeah now <laughs> which is cool yeah um but uh what about you any, any favorite scenes i mean i have so many favorite scenes one note that we haven't touched on yet is laurel's psychotic run across campus <laughs> what was this it was very <laughs> manic and like i loved it i just i love the way she ran it we also did didn't even we kind of glossed over and it really was a a major plot point that they didn't discuss was that she had an eating disorder and that she, um, I don't know. We also got a really confusing timeline. Like this is what actually is so great about these kind of movies is that I'm not as critical because these movies are just very much like we, I don't know. I guess I have the feeling because I know what it was like to like see a commercial for this on like Wednesday. And then they're like next Monday, know this coming up on nbc and i'm like oh cool this looks cool that i just kind of accepted that there were like weird holes in the story Mm -hmm. but now that we go back and we're like watching it like this i i mean i don't mind it but i'm just like wait what's the timeline like when did she start dating him because as soon as we leave from him killing aaron how did he even kill all these people and bury them and like do all this alone like yeah. Also, we don't have as sophisticated technology as we did, as we do now, but I, we're just supposed to accept it. It's one of those movies where you're like, it, that's not the point of the movie. Like, it just keeps going. But, like, when did she start to date, date him? Because I feel like right when she lost the job, or not lost the job, but, like, lost the spot on the track team because the teacher was like, you have an eating disorder mm-hmm. and, like, you're too thin and you're overtraining. And that made her, like, train even more. And then you, at one point you hear about um, she has like a two hour run at night. Yeah. Like you see this like compulsive behavior that really leads you to see why she would date a guy like this. But there's so many times when this is the difference with fear. I guess this fear was also a feature film too. So it was like more, you know, money and like budget and like really worked out. Like the screenplay was really worked out, but in, in um, I was going to say scream in fear. It's like, when he when he does something wrong he apologizes and then there's that honeymoon period again and then then you get something else happens but in this one i feel like she's always like one second away from just leaving him like you really never find out why she keeps going back like she tries to get away so much and he's just way way crazier but like for instance like I, the one thing, this is what I, the one thing that really like, I guess, triggered me for lack of a better word was when she's running at night. This also really leads into the sheer volume of the stalkerness because we don't have cell phones. So it's very much like he's constantly calling. He's constantly checking her messages. If this was in later times, he would have her phone. Most likely he would have like cloned her phone so you could see who she was texting, read all of her texts, yada, yada. But in this one, he's like constantly calling. She was out and 
she wasn't answering the phone and she was like, I was running. He was like, for two hours? I'm like, so you knew when she left, which means you knew how long she was running. They showed a, a point of view of, of someone running behind her and, yeah. and that was him. And then he shows up at the door. It's like, oh, like the stalkerness is so much crazier because he's physically there. It's not yeah. like he's tracking her on a phone, which granted is still really fucking scary. Like, don't get me wrong, but he's actually there. He's actually watching her because he yeah. knows everything she does. So he goes to the dorm. She says, don't come in. This is not a co-ed dorm. He bursts through the door, bursts into her room where she has like three other female roommates and is literally so out of control in front of strangers. Like yeah. it is such an insane scene and it's played so well. And then he literally just completely gaslights her and is like, Oh, Oh, I'm too good for you. Oh yeah. You don't like me. You're too good for me. Whatever. And then just leaves and like slams the door. And I was like, Oh my God, the scene was like crazy. And then all he does is give her flowers on the quad the next day and she comes back. And that was the only, and he just kind of is very like flat with his apology. It's very like, Oh, it's all my fault. Like it's all my fault. I'm really sorry. Uh, it's very like narcissistic and just like, I'm yeah. sorry. It's my fault. Blah, blah, blah. But doesn't recognize what it was. He just knows that's how to like solve it and get her back in. But you never really get this like, deep reason of why she's going back it's like is she just yeah. comfortable with him like does she just I, I don't i didn't really get it but it, but it was his scenes were very they were way more intense than they were in fear yeah, like yeah. fear was very like the only one in fear that i would say kind of compliments it is when david goes to nicole's um high school and goes into yes. the cafeteria and that's when everybody sees and that's when her friend gary the one who's in this movie too gets up and is like leave her alone david she said no but we didn't have any interception with her friends like we found we saw that he separated her from her friends because her friends kept saying like how come he never wants to hang out how come he never wants to spend time with us but it's really weird like we never saw like it, it the integration was just very different than it was in fear i mean fear was just yeah. a bit better written but it also was done with like more hollywood stars you know it was done with like trying to make money in the theater like it was actually trying to be a thing but but yeah well, so it's, it's interesting how they're so they're so different i also love the bit that like her mom is trying to set her up with like a law student oh right <laughs> <laughs> and like he has her voicemail which is crazy yeah, that he listens right. to her voicemail which is so nuts um can I just say I like love that um I love how night how in the nineties you could use like voice messages as like a storytelling device. Mm, that's like, true. You know, just like you know how like you know the mom comes in and she you know like you know she, she like puts on her in messages and it's like a message from work saying Lisa um we need to know the whereabouts of the the McKenzie brief. Please call me when 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 you can. And then, mm -hmm. and, and, and the next message is like, hi, this is Christina from like, from like Coastal Video, your rent, rent, rental of Hot Chicks is like way overdue. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know, and then, and then it's like the detective and he's like, hi, oh, you know, I'm going to fax you a picture to, to tell me if this man looks familiar. <laughs> She's know? got a fax. She's rich. Yeah, you got a exactly. fax in your house, you're rich in 1996. <laughs> yes. You only have a fax in a fucking um, office. Yeah, and you like knew that she had like a car phone too. Like, I mean, she did. She had a cell phone. Yeah. She also had a pager. 
oh my god yeah because she was like i tried to page you and then they were like we tried to page you at the airport i was like what kind of world were we in where the airport was now like the switchboard <laughs> like <laughs> like can you imagine just be but then you would see that in in uh, movies too where like you would remember and also like restaurants yeah excuse me you have a phone call i was like fuck <laughs> people just know where i am they just know like they bring over the phone on the little tray hey um you have a phone call someone's calling you it's like what <laughs> I, I, I was reading a David Sedaris essay, um, and uh, he said he was, like, walking through through the airport, I think, in, like, I think in, like Omaha or something, and this announcer came on the PA system, and she, she was like, we have, a, we have a telephone call for Adolf Hitler. Will, <gasps> will Adolf Hitler please pick up the courtesy phone? Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Wait, and it was, oh, that's just, it wasn't for him. It wasn't, like, someone playing a joke. It was like that's actually what someone's name was. It, it, there was just like someone looking for a guy named Adolf Hitler. Oh <laughs> my god! And it's just like you know, there's a there's a possibility it might have been like a code name or a joke or something. Yeah, but there is also a possibility that there's a man out there like who is legitimately named Ad- Adolf Hitler. There probably who, is. Yeah, I know. Like, I bet <laughs> there's some fucking white supremacist who probably would name their kid that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, totally. And just not use their last name. If that wasn't their last name, they would name that first and middle name. And then just, yeah. that's what they would go by. <laughs> that's fucking insane. Or anyone, like, I know people used to do, like, a prank when they were, when we were, like, in high school or junior high, where they would be like, uh, Salinger, party of five. <laughs> like, <laughs> like um, or, or someone would be like, Timberlake, party of five, you know? And they'd be like, oh my god, it's insane! It's like, they're not using their name, people. Like, Cruise party of like whatever <laughs> like yeah. it's like no it's not their real name it's I, yeah it's kind of I, crazy i mean you, you know we do have a classmate who named their son bruce wayne <laughs> so do we um, yeah yeah who is it wait don't tell me their name because i don't okay. really listen to it but really yeah bruce wayne yeah that's like his person his middle name <laughs> oh <laughs> so. shit yeah that's pretty yeah. cool that's that's a pretty cool one i have to say yeah that's a pretty cool one um my next scene that i want to talk about in some depth and get your thoughts on what did you think about the encounter when the fake kevin shane meets the real kevin shane at the motor in lodge i had, had some thoughts <laughs> had this been seeing that this was a nbc primetime movie it didn't go the direction I wanted it to go, but no, I was like, what straight man, right? What two straight men who are not pre-existing friends. They're not pre-existing childhood friends. He goes into the shower. Okay. When he, okay, when, first of all, when he sees him outside the motor lodge, Billy, who's actually the real killer sees uh kevin shane also i realized too that it was so easy to just uh, steal someone's identity in the 90s too because my god the fact that the two these two kevin shanes were around and he was able able to like kind of skirt around it with the credit cards i wondered so much how much money he had how he was getting money but they didn't really go into that yeah but he okay so the real kevin shane comes back into town and he's like my family so his family is the one that actually died in the ski accident Oh, right, right. Um, or the helicopter accident because they were skiing. So he appropriated that. I guess they went to school together. Well, yeah, I guess they knew each other through through Aaron. 
through through. But they went to school together. Yeah, because he knew who he was. Yeah, because he was like, "Oh, Kevin Shane dropped you off." So yeah. he knew his name. So he like so he sees him at the motor lodge, which he knew because he called up the credit card company and apparently knew the guy's like mom's maiden name and all this crazy shit to be able to like find out the charges. So he sees yeah. him and he's like, Hey, oh you, Billy. Oh, what's up? I haven't seen you since high school, yada yada. And he's like, Oh, are you living here? And he's like, No, I work in here. I'm just doing maintenance. So he's like, Hey, be a bro and grab uh and grab my bags from the car and bring them into my <laughs> motel room. And I was like, bounce chicka bow wow this is gonna be weird and then i was like oh and then he, he goes in and then he's like then he starts treating him like the help he's like yeah, hey can weird. you get can you get my deodorant out of my shaving kit i need some shampoo hey, now not tomorrow <laughs> where are you billy now and i was like wait so you're already in the shower like you're full-on naked in the shower and he's like, oh, I got to go. I got to get some of this road grime off me. I was like, this is a porn. Like, <laughs> This is literally one step from a porn. And now I can see why the producers were worried that their shit would get caught by customs and be like, what the fuck is this? But they were all like of age. I mean, it wouldn't have been yeah, weird. But yeah. but he's like, yeah, bring me my shit. And then he goes in and then he's like, hey, whatever happened to Aaron? You were like trying to get into her pants. And then like he gets hit over the head with like a fucking shower rod. And like, that's it. <laughs> I was like huh i was like so my question was i was like this was very homoerotic and classist at the same time it was and it totally turned me on too yeah, I was like, <laughs> it totally was like is this supposed to be kind of hot or what what are we doing here because it would have been really great if he had fought like at the very end of it you would have seen him like walking with this guy yeah. Like he was going to like really con the guy next or something. I thought that would have been good. Okay. So I was not wrong. Because um, he's been a bad Kevin and needs to be taught a lesson. Yeah. That's totally what it sounded like. <laughs> like totally what it sounded like. Um, one of the quotes in this bit was uh, when the mom said, we need to talk about Kevin because that's that movie <laughs> with Ezra Miller and Tilda Swinton, which is very terrifying now. If you oh watch it and you actually read what's happening with Ezra Miller um it's like a whole other level um i, I like saw it once i mean i thought thought i thought Tilda swinton was great but i like don't ever want to watch it again so. no i think i might have to do it for the pod because uh i really like it and i i mean i don't know that not that i have to but it's on the list to do because it's a good movie but yeah now that everything is kind of playing out in real life in regards to ezra i kind of don't really want to do it but yeah <laughs> i mean maybe maybe in 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 time to see what what happens because it is a good i mean it's it's hard it's almost impossible like i was listening to like some podcast like celebrity podcast i forgot which one it was and they were saying like a lot of people were like separate the art from the artist like it's it's almost impossible now because now we're finding out so much more about people that we thought we knew mm-hmm. that if you take everyone's real life outside of their work you're gonna have nothing like so and that's not something that i knew going in like i had a different relationship with it and it's still a film and there there are more people who worked on this film than this one person i mean and it's really like a shame that you know cinematographers and other actors are are, you know their work is not any less valid because this person was was awful or it's not like they did something after i knew that after i knew it then okay maybe but if it's something that's their earlier work i'm like well i liked this movie i'm not gonna not watch it yeah. I mean, I just can't, you know, so I feel the same way about like 
the only person i kind of like don't feel that way about is like or feel that way about is like r kelly like i don't listen to his shit but i never really did anyway so it's not really a big deal but but yeah i mean it's like it's just nuts so yeah another one was we need to talk about kevin i love you kevin shane was another (laughs) one um i think the title of this episode is gonna be um, it was earlier in the in the movie where <laughs> Laurel goes, I met this great guy, mom. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Um, I, also, can we talk about the mom's garden on the roof? What oh the my fuck? God. This woman leads, like, the most charmed life. Like She really does. I was like, why would you ever need a man when you can <laughs> live in this, your mom's apartment? Like, she doesn't have, the mom doesn't have one, and she's fine. <laughs> yeah. She's living her life, you know? The, and then also i have to say we, all, we already talked about the cabin the cabin was amazing i loved it mm-hmm. i also loved the outdoor kitchen that was at this cabin too oh my god it was incredible incredible <laughs> he was like making all this food that freak out was very weird when he knocked oh he cut his uh finger on the knife oh, and right. then he like knocked over the thing and then just knocked over the meat like by accident and then he just i felt like that scene was cut because it just kind of like ended right there. And I was like, girl. Yes. It, yeah, it seemed, you in danger, girl. <laughs> like, I, 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 it didn't seem like we got like the full like mm-hmm. like thing that was filmed. Like, it no. Seemed, it seemed off a little bit. Um, We got that amazing scene where I, I wrote, okay, so this is around like the beginning of the third act where mom, I wrote, mom is hot on the trail. She's figured out he's <laughs> lying. She's camped out at the college on the steps pulling the same stalker move, trying to look at all the motorcycles and waiting for him. She finally catches up with him and she doesn't like, he's moved her out to this cabin. Like all this crazy shit happens. Yeah. He's moved her out to this cabin and she's like, where is she? Where is she? And it has a very similar uh, relationship or very similar scene to the dad and Mark Wahlberg, where he starts hitting his chest. <laughs> yeah. And he says like, and she's like, what's happening? Where is she? And he says, quote, Laurel listens to me now. (laughs) Oh God. This is very much like, uh, the one where he, one where Mark Wahlberg is talking about like, yeah, your woman's all over my dick. I was like, well, look at you. He's not good. She's not messing with William Peterson. I mean, William Peterson's like a pretty attractive daddy, but when you have like Mark Wahlberg, who's like chiseled out of stone in like 1996 and he's like, creepy as hell but you don't care at the same time it's like not even a competition (laughs) yeah like it's really crazy i mean it's yeah so i felt that was like a real parallel there yeah um i'm like how is he getting all this money that was like a big one that i underlined (laughs) i was like what the fuck another weird scene was that um so she's trying to leave laurel's trying to leave him she's like packing she's like getting ready to pack her shit he fucks with her car he does all sorts of shit oh my god it's insane it's so <laughs> insane and she's like packing her she's getting ready to leave and then he goes how about we have a toast i i just don't want to leave this situation like not being friends he pulls out rosé he pulls out a mason jar and like a fucking brandy snifter and she takes the mason jar i was like why are you toasting when this guy never put a phone out there isolated you from your friends and fucked with your car like yeah why are you toasting him get out of there (laughs) 
Like, yeah. what are you doing? I thought that was super weird. Also, this is an, and also, of course, she fucking gets drugged. This is why this whole thing was so triggering with Dahmer because mm. we got, please don't leave me. You're drinking something and drugging her. Another thing that happened too. And then the next scene, I wrote the same scene, the, the same thought I had watching Dahmer. Why are these cops so nonchalant when the mom is like, hello, my daughter has been fucking kidnapped you need to do something. And they're like, uh, yeah, well we don't really know. Uh, We can't really get to it. I was like, what the fuck? I mean, (laughs) what the fuck? This is happening again with the Dahmer shit. Didn't do shit. Like, why is this a, this is literally a running theme for like so much. It's just crazy. I mean, you know, you can't be a criminal unless you have some help from the police. Literally. (laughs) I mean, literally it's nuts. Yeah, um, I know. Another quote that I had when he does drug her, and then he says, "If you're lying to me, I'll know by the way you make love to me." The fuck? That was really weird. Whoa! I was like, this was on TV. Yeah. Like that's so he essentially rapes her. Ba- no, yeah, basically. And they didn't show it. Thank God. I mean, they couldn't. Yeah. But you see, like her wake up, and I was like, oh my god, she had to like sleep with him to like get him to like leave her alone but then he like always pops up like a fucking killer in a horror movie like you think he's knocked out and he's like he like pops up right there um the axe i wrote the axe when he's bashing into the door is just like fear when he does the code i was like there's so many parallels to fear when he knocked out the mom i was done (laughs) when she's like (laughs) she shows up at the door and like the door literally leads to like a cliff like there's no walkway yeah that was weird that was super weird she just rolls down i was like oh my god knocks her out so we get the final scene at the lake it was very friday the 13th it was very like just (laughs) wasn't at night final scene was like off the wall it was it was batshit it was was great it was so great i forgot when i was watching it i was like oh my god i forgot how great this is when she's like in the boat and then he's he's the way she's rowing too is so chaotic she's like (laughs) small little on both sides not really moving anywhere she's like (laughs) (laughs) he he comes out of the water he like is literally like poseidon or some shit because he's down there for like five minutes we don't see bubbles or anything he knocks the boat over she flies over she's running over she gets out of the pier the literal best part is like at the end he comes up onto the pier he's all like oh, fucking creature of the black lagoon i also love too before he hit the mom he's like i told you to shut up bitch <laughs> so, it's like fuck so then the at the very end we get this like massive twist which is again very much like fear where she starts she starts like throwing her mom under the bus and the mom like <laughs> yeah. doesn't know and i was like oh my god i forgot about this and she's like yeah she is right she's the one keeping us apart you're right kevin you're so right and she's like billy it's billy it's not him and she's like shut up bitch <laughs> like i do love you and he of course believes this and he's like you do you do love me she's like yeah we can go be together and she's totally doing the, the reverse psychology and then grabs the yeah. fucking oar and just knocks him (laughs) and then i was like he and then i love how they fucking stand there and they don't run to the car immediately and drive off and the overhead scene i thought we were gonna get the police showing up Mm -hmm. or like someone like helicopter some shit like where you see that they're gonna get caught they like take the time to like hug and like reunite yeah while they're 
yeah, yeah. while they're standing there and they're like keep watching i'm like you're watching the water for what him to pop out again and fucking kill both of you get the fuck yeah. out of there what are you doing what the fuck are you doing and then of course we get the ending we get the same kind of like ooh, what's gonna happen it's very like disturbing behavior like you think they're dead and then then you see like the zoom out and he's got this like long kind of hair he looks super hot with his motorcycle jacket mm-hmm. it's like earring i think <laughs> he has an earring. <laughs> and then you see another like blonde co-ed and of course because the police could give a fuck this is going to happen again yeah and again <laughs> and again yep that's basically it um this is a great movie i highly suggest it <laughs> um it's just like it just really i mean the more of the shit you watch the more of the flags you can look out for i mean quite honestly i mean it, as much as it's like as much as it's like told in jest like there are so many of these type of movies i feel like it is very female empowering like they do get away um and we do kind of see that you know we see the way that abusive relationships happen in all forms yes and it's it's kind of nuts and we also see good good perspectives too born into exile is like a good one it's like he he's not bad he actually is like protective of of the girl when they run away so there are so many of these movies and they're mostly starring 90210 um cast members and i can't wait to dive into like there's one about like an unwed father which is like brian austin green like has a baby and the girl leaves him with the baby oh wow um is that is, is that too young to be a dad maybe that's it okay it could be too young to be a dad yeah some of them have like interchangeable titles i see like sometimes i'll have one and then i'm like is this the same one or the same story and they've renamed it because um yeah there's also that one with how you feel i think it's based on a true story called not without my daughter yes and that's i wrote that in the text and i looked it up and i was like "Ooh, that's not what i thought it was like yeah that one's more (laughs) of a like really intense film with like alfred molina where they go to iran yes i think yeah no i thought it was like a lot i think there's like a lifetime movie called not without my daughter though yeah there's okay. one with like scott foley oh really? who was in felicity i believe he was in a tv movie on like lifetime or something i don't know I- i'm gonna have to do like an actual deep dive and like go through the list of like 90s um made for tv movies and like list them all down and that's going to be another separate section of films that we can cover because they're just they're real cultural touchstones. <laughs> they they really they're, are. They're just fantastic. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're so yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, this has been so fun as always. Uh, keep locked for our October movies. They're gonna be fun. They're gonna be cool. They're gonna be nineties. Yay! So yeah, I'm super stoked for that. Should be yeah, really I'm cool. Too. Yeah, I'm like really, actually, really excited. So yeah, we will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.